You are, you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is Reform Rasa. I am your co-host. Oh, sorry. I am your co-host, Justin Corona, alongside with my brothers. This is Martin Firme Velasquez right here. And what up, everybody? This is your brother in Christ, Victor. I'm going to hit that again. We, we need to continue with the applause. Uh, but again, we're here with another uh, dope episode. We have another special guest with us today. Um, he's coming all the way from Canada. Oh, Canada. No, <laughs> oh, man. I probably chopped that up a little bit, but you know, <laughs> nonetheless, we, we have a, we have another uh, dope MC here with us. His name is Joshua Kreese. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Um, did he just offend you with what he just did, bro? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, it's okay. We 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 don't take offense up here in Canada. So we'll, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably apologize to you, man. Don't worry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, so thank you for coming on, bro. Man, it's a. Uh, I've been having a, a blast just having uh, uh, some dope MCs mm. um, on on this little podcast. I mean, to me, um, mu- dope music is dope music. Uh, the lyricism that just that Kirk Kennedy has stracked and yourself. Um, these, this is music that when I came to understand more biblical theology, I searched out music like to to match the things that I was learning, right? And I ran into you, I ran into Stract, I ran into uh, uh, Christ-centric, Kirk Kennedy, Wrath and Grace, and all that stuff. It's like, I've arrived, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how it felt like listening to all that stuff, you know? So, you know, I just want to yeah. thank you, man, just for the music that you put out, really uh, edifying stuff to to uh, understand, you know, mm-hmm. the scriptures in a, in a, in a over beat, over, over rhyming skills is, it does, it does, it does my heart good to listen to that. You know what I mean? Praise God, man. I'm glad I could, uh, I'm glad I could serve you. That's dope. So as, as we're here to talk about Joshua Kreese, so one of the things we want to ask is who is Joshua Kreese? <laughs> uh, I listened to an episode that you guys did with Strax and I thought it was hilarious when you asked him this question. He's like, Strax is a complicated man. (laughs) 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 Um, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, I want to say something profound like that. But uh, (laughs) no, um, (laughs) Joshua Kreese, um, man, I'm just a a regular guy, Um, you know, uh, Christian, father, uh, got four kids. Uh, two boys, two girls, four under five. My wife wants to have more, and I am exhausted. Oh, <laughs> man. oh man, I feel you, but, uh, bro. I feel you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. I mean, other than that, um, I'm sure you know. You guys, you guys do podcasts. You got four kids. You, you know what it's like. It's like, yeah. yo, I do podcasts. I do music on the side when I get the chance. 
So, yeah. full-time father, part-time rapper, and uh, plumber by trade. That's what I do. Nice, nice. Um, so, uh, we want to know, um, I think it's always interesting to know how uh, people come to the Lord, you know what I mean? Uh, some people have a crazy testimony, and some people think, well, I've always been in the church, never really done anything. And I say, those are the testimonies that, that are probably even more glorifying to God because God has kept you toward to himself you know your whole life and I think that's a very special testimony so I haven't heard yours bro so how did you come to the Lord uh well I grew up in a Christian home uh we grew up in a charismatic church so that was uh oodles of fun um <laughs> uh yeah I I mean I went I went to church all throughout my youth. Um, you know, I saw a lot of hypocrisy in my own family, and so it kind of turned me off of Christianity. And so when I hit 18, I just, I left, I left the house. Um, started rapping funny enough when I was 14, uh, which is like the funniest story, because I have the, the typical white guy story for rap. I saw Eminem do it, and I'm like, well, if he can do it, so can I. So, <laughs> Everyone so I after watched, after watching Eight Mile, man, I could do no, this. Straight up, that's exactly what it was. Like, if you look at when Eight Mile came out, I started rapping like that year. <laughs> that's why I started rapping. <laughs> but um, so so I grew up, and um, you know, I moved out of the house. Uh, so much hypocrisy. I just became an atheist for for a number of years, and. Um, we was one night uh, I mean there's a couple of things a couple of turning points I guess you might say it wasn't like it happened all at once um, my dad sent me a sermon by Paul Washer mm-hmm. and, uh, the gateway yeah, drug y'all know y'all, <laughs> y'all already know man y'all already know that Paul Washer so I, I, yeah so I watched that Paul Washer sermon and it changed like it changed something for me um, I remember I was I was hanging out with a girl that is now my wife. She was uh, she was very religious Christian. She she was the children's coordinator at at, our, at this church that I grew up in. And so I would always come and visit the church um, whenever I got a new girlfriend, and we'd come once, and then you wouldn't see me for like a year or however long the relationship lasted. And then I'd come when the next girl when I started dating her once and then not go back until I got a new girlfriend well eventually I started hanging out with uh, with the children's coordinator and she showed me uh, she showed me Lecrae mm. and I was like ah oh, man I was like this corny Christian rap <laughs> uh, I remember it was it was a song called Praying For You Yeah. Oh, and I remember okay. being like offended offended listening to that song being like mm. man here's a Christian typical Christian confessing everybody's sin but his own and then at the end of the joint, he Surprise. flipped it. And I was like, oh, snap. So that kind of like another, like opened opened me up a little bit. And then, um, man, you know, I grew up listening to like gangster rap. Yeah. Mm. And so I was like, man, you know, I want to I wanna be that guy. I want to be that gangster. But I was like, you know, scared, frigid white kid. So I didn't really do a whole lot. I remember like, you know, selling a bit of weed to try to get by. And then uh, one night we had uh, a couple girls over and they wanted uh, something a little bit more extreme. And so I went and picked it up from some shady guy, brought it back. 
and uh, they ended up sniffing coke off my Bible, and like mm. right then something changed, and I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And within a week, I had moved out of that house, and I had moved in with a friend from the church, and I began going to church again. And and I can't pinpoint the day that I became a believer, but I can tell you now I can see the work of Christ in my life, and I know mm. He's keeping me. But Amen. It's, you 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 know like certain little things that happen. Yeah. You mm-hmm. Like I know that was a that was that was a that was a wake up call. That was a wake up call. That was a wake up call. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And and now so uh, I've been married for um, eight years, and. Yeah, it's, the Lord has the Lord has really been gracious to me. That's, so um, <laughs> that's kind of my testimony. That's crazy. That's crazy. You never know like uh, what kind of story someone's coming with. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's always interesting. It's always fascinating to know uh, where people come from and where the Lord has has brought them out out of. Um, how how is the the hip hop scene over there in Canada? <laughs> I'm interested, bro. You know, what I mean? you say you listen to the gangs. You're like, like, um, like who, who, who did you that, listen to? Like, that was shocking. Are right there, there gangs oh, in man. Canada? <laughs> Are there gangs in Canada? Hey, yeah, man. man. We roll around the street Come with on. hockey sticks. <laughs> we roll up around the street with hockey sticks, man. You know, we, it's like straight up, bro. Thug life. No, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's gangs up here, but I mean, not, not. Not really all that. Not, not not probably like you got in California. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> if I come down to California, I'm I'm posted out in the back seat. I ain't I ain't getting every out of the every car street, man. Every street is is a neighborhood now. <laughs> so the hip hop scene up here, I mean, it's not bad. Like to be honest, I feel like I live in a city that's kind of stuck in the '90s. And it's not um, a bad thing. You know, they love. Well, America in the 90s well, it wasn't that bad. I grew up in the 90s, so I, I'd rather go back over there. <laughs> Fair enough. They love their they love their 90s hip hop, man. So, like, mm. we, like, you guys, I'm sure that you get artists performed down there in Cali. You got, like, you know, all the famous artists now that come around. Typical I mean, West Coast big artists. artists. Yeah. It, well, Big artists that come up here, we had like I've opened for like Inspector Deck, Wu Tang, uh, Sweatshop Union, Razel. Um, man, how long ago uh, was that? <laughs> uh, this would have been seven, six or seven years ago. Hmm. So it was a while ago. Like it was a while ago. But but guys, like if you get up, like if you get Method Man up here, everybody loses their mind. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Method Man hasn't been relevant for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no offense to everybody who loves Wu Tang or anything. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it is what it is. Uh, oh, and I think we had like Cypress Hill up here, and everybody loses it over Cypress Hill, mm. Be Real, and all those. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of what we deal with up here, man. Everybody loves their everybody loves their uh, the '90s hip hop. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when when uh, interviewing um like 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 for instance, I, I love that Solos album. That the whole album right there, man. I, I was I was listening to the, the, this whole day. Like, man, you, you can tell you're a man who's about who's about your word and uh, and uh, you're a rapper. But we we want to know for this next question is how do you serve at your local church? Because we we hear the music, we hear uh, uh, the rappers are into their word, but. 
but we, we want also want to know how, how how do you serve at your local church? Hmm. Um. So before coronavirus, you know, before this worldwide <laughs> yeah. ridiculous pandemic, <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I used to do children's ministry. Mm, so nice. I would help with children's ministry, and uh, to be honest, like you want to talk about theology, that's how you know. That's how you know if you know what you believe and, and you know your theology. Mm-hmm. If you can't explain it, yeah. If you can't explain it to a couple third graders, serious, you don't know well enough. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it so, with stick figures because uh, I, I was involved too with children's ministry. They would love it because I would. I would try to portray the story but i'm not a good drawer or anything so on the whiteboard i did the stick figures and i had them trying to play out the scene and then explaining this is what's going yeah. down this is what jesus did and this and that and it, hey it worked out <laughs> yeah i am I'm, I'm a yeah. strong believer in that if, if you're able to uh, apply the word to children that they may be able to grasp it I, I think that that's necessary for anyone that preaches the word because then you're you're able to notice the difference and how and in in discerning on how to bring certain things to certain people, especially with children, that's difficult. Absolutely. Trying to get children to understand yeah. certain things like this is hard. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of work, and I think you know having kids of your own is, is really helpful because yeah. again, one of my one of my chief things in, in music ministry that I want to do is I actually feel really called to to fathers and to spurn fathers on to, to raise their kids. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people today, like, I mean, I grew up, I feel like my dad, he, you know, he tried to do family worship a couple times and he kind of just threw in the towel. And uh, for me, like, family worship is very important and teaching our kids the fundamentals of the faith. Church isn't just something that, uh, you know, or Christianity isn't just something you go to church for on Sunday. Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. be mm-hmm. doing it, like, pouring into your kids, like, every day. And, uh, you know, this is one of the things that, um, you know, shout out Wrath and Grace. Uh, Johan's a good friend of mine, mm. uh, owner of Wrath and Grace. Yeah. He always rails on me because he's, he's a presby and he loves to baptize them babies. It's all good, man. It's all good. Hey, we, we can't all be right like me. But, I mean, he wants to baptize babies. That's cool. I, I'm, you know, I'm down with it. Cool. Uh, well, I'm not down with it. I love the Bible verse. But anyway, um, we're gonna have you back on to have that conversation, bro. <laughs> Yo, I would love to have that conversation. I'll tell you right now. Yo, you you guys will love talking to Evidence. He's a Presbyterian. He baptizes them. Oh, babies nice, too. bro. Got, nice. Actually, on Ad Fontes, uh, Volume Three. We got three volumes. We have a song where we talk about that a little bit. We're almost going to do like a debate track. Oh, I would love that. I would love that, bro. Hey, that would bring something different to, to the music. Because usually here in, 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 in rap songs, especially within the, the CHH or, or just Christian hip hop, um, everyone is talking about the same topic. But you never really hear a song where someone's actually, you know, taking different sides and in a way yeah. in a way that I was seeing almost like a like a battle rap song in a way where it's just like yeah. you're going against that the, would be super that'd be dope. pretty yeah. cool yeah. serious well everybody's focused on uh, everybody's focused on unity and I, I think there's a good I think there's a good uh, that's a good dynamic to have but at the same time I've had ideas of, of doing a project uh, called Viewpoints where you basically do songs like again me and Evident we disagree on a lot of things Mm-hmm. We work together, and it'd be cool to do songs where, you know, it's not just on baptism, but uh, you know, like ecclesiology, 
church government, yeah. eschatology, yeah. where we, we, we talk about how we're different yeah. and like give a biblical argument from each side. And it's like, Damn. have you guys ever read those those counterpoints books from, from Zondervan where they have like four views? And they're all laid out in the book. No, well, well, but, uh, well, well we've been studying this. Uh, Ger, I don't know if you ever heard. He's a Dutch reform guy. Uh, Gerhard Voss uh, is. Uh, oh, Gerhard Voss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does his uh, Reform Dogmatics book, and we're studying the Anthropology Volume Two, two. I believe. Yeah. And he kind of does something like that, where he presents both sides, and then he just where well, he brings out the mm. more logical conclusion. So I, I, I guess it's something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be cool, and uh, so just to kind of take it back to with uh, what I was what I was mentioning about Johan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing I really really love about Johan is the fact that he he's he's a Presbyterian. He he always tells me he's like you know you Baptists you treat your kids like little heathens. <laughs> he's like us as Presbyterians we love our kids and, and we we <laughs> treat them as covenant members. So he's trying to you know he's trying to lay the guilt trip, and I mean I get it, bad argumentation I think. But at the same time, the view that he puts forward is one of like, he really loves his kids and he pours into his kids. And I've listened to him correct his children on the phone, like while he's talking to me. And I'm like, I've never met a more gracious person to his kids. Mm. And that has really rubbed off on me and kind of even poured into like how, how I do my music and deal with my own kids. I still fail like, yeah. And you know what? But, but hearing him, like, that's crazy. That's And that's something where you just said that that admitting, you know, your failure, because that's how I am, too. Uh, I know I feel daily on, all the time. And that's what I love about that song, Lead the Way, mm. that single that you had. Yeah. That song convicted me, bro. I'm not going to lie. Because you were real about how it's a struggle to do it. But nonetheless, it's something that we as men of God have to do. Yeah. And I, I told this to Stract, I told this to Kurt, that music has a way to express your thoughts and emotions in a rhythmic form using um, wordplay, using um, metaphors over a beat that is able to express the thoughts and emotions that you never knew could be expressed in that certain way. And I feel that that's what you did with Lead the Way, man. So that, that song has been very encouraging and edifying and convicting to me to, to, to be able to do those kind of things. So that's, I mean, that's why I love these interviews because th- this is music that's it's far more than just uh, lyrical theology. It's it's just life, you know what I mean? And it's expressing yeah. what what we as people of God go through as Christian men. That's what mm-hmm. we go through. This is the struggles. And so I appreciate that song very much. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a tough song to write. And I mean, again, every time I hear it, I'm just like, man, I got to be better. It's convicting to me, but... I'm just like, man, I don't want to listen to this song no more. <laughs> but, but uh, so, so yeah, so I serve, I, I try to serve with kids. And then uh, as well, um, because of coronavirus now, like we don't do the kids stuff anymore. We we almost operate as like a family integrated church, hmm. which I like because I'm teaching my son to sit during, during the week. We listen to a sermon on the couch and they can sit still throughout the whole thing. Hmm. Prepares him to sit through the service on Sunday. Hmm. And uh, so after the service, what we do is we, we rent a community center and we have to like basically bleach everything. So I stick yeah. around and like mop the floors, um, just help out with cleaning and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I help out with uh, with now. 
uh, coronavirus has changed things, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's like, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, somebody's got to stick around and, and mop the floor. Hey, <laughs> hey that's what, yeah, Martin, that's what Martin Luther said, man. He said, if you're going to scrub the floor, scrub them to the glory of God. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> there you go. And so, uh, just continue on with, uh, you know, um, with your music. Um, so uh, we already kind of already mentioned, uh, and this is part of the the, the question. But you, you you were talking about how you, uh, Eminem inspired you to rap. Let's talk a little bit a little bit more deeper of what really drew you uh, not only to start writing and rapping, but now switching it to uh, what encouraged you to to write for the Lord, to rap, you know, to make this kind of music that you do for the for the Lord. Yeah, I think. Um so I think I became I became a Christian. Like, again, I can't pinpoint the date, but it would have been 2012, 2013. That's when I started doing Christian rap. Um, I basically, you know, was doing... I, I used to write poetry in grade nine, and that's when 8 Mile came out. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that, and I was like, man, I should make it just into a rap. So I started to rap. And uh, I used to rap uh, just because of the problems I would deal with, like, in my own household. And so it would be, like, a way to, like, vent my anger without actually, like, screaming at anybody. Mm-hmm. It would just be rap. So that's kind of how I started. And then, like, ultimately, when I became a Christian, that's when I started to take music really seriously. And I delved immediately into Christian hip-hop, mm-hmm. which I think was, like, the biggest mistake because... <laughs> I, I, oh man, I go back and I listen to my first mixtape that came out when I was a believer and the theology was like all over the place. Um, you know, praise God that like, you know, I'm looking back and I'm just like, I didn't even know what I was saying, but thank God that was sound. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's great. But there was other things that I cringe every time I listen to. I didn't know my Bible all that well. I think I, I, I had a song where I actually talked about how Jesus was on the cross for six hours. <laughs> and I was like looking back I'm like what the, what was I thinking <laughs> but, but uh, I, I, yeah I think that uh, you know you just you start it's something that you do so much mm-hmm. and then you think well now that I'm a Christian I have to do Christian rap it's kind of like if someone's like a, a some kind of speaker and they become a Christian like well I gotta I gotta speak as a Christian I gotta become a pastor and it's like, well, slow down, simmer down there, yeah. like calm mm-hmm. down and let's get some discipleship going. And so that was like one of my biggest failures is, is just not being discipled properly. And so over the years, um, I mean, you can hear growth in the albums as they came out. Yeah. But everything before Solas, I just count as like a write-off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, it's almost like when though the heavens fall yeah. came out i was just like that cage stage calvinist and i listened <laughs> back to it i'm like wow you were a jerk <laughs> <laughs> i would say it's, it's almost like so. listening to like braille or like and anyone any of the uh, christian artists that have been around for a number of years you go and listen to their first you know mixtapes their first albums and then you listen to where they're at today and it's just like wow you could you could hear the growth in every album coming forward yeah Oh yeah, particularly funny enough with Braille. When you listen to his solo stuff, you're just like, okay, it's cool. And then like beautiful eulogy, you're like, yeah, what happened? Yeah, like, what changed? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But so, 
as as you started you know doing more music did you start to see a, a response or at least like people giving you feedback as you started putting more um albums out and and i don't know within your local area or even just random people just hitting you up, hitting you up about it yeah um <clears throat> i used to like when i became a christian artist and i started doing christian rap mm-hmm. um I had a lot of the promoters that actually took notice and really like it. And so that's when I started opening for all these secular artists. Mm. Now, my music, though it had Christian overtones, it wasn't distinctly Christian. Mm. Like, like I talked about God, I talked about, I even talked about Jesus, but there wasn't any like call to repentance. There was Mm. no theology. There was no real gospel. It was like, it was like that typical cookie cutter Christian rap stuff that it, like funny enough it's, it's like what people like today yeah like when you listen to christian hip-hop today mm-hmm. all these artists that come out like a lot of them they're just they're just rapping about themselves they sprinkle in a little bit of christianity like yep. christian garden yeah. there mm-hmm. and then run with that mm-hmm. and the um the promoters really enjoyed it and so like they let me open for all these artists but you know i think a turning point for me as well was I, I joined a group back in 20, like right as that, right when I became a Christian, uh, I basically joined a group. Uh, we used to call ourselves Sides of the Spectrum. It was me as a Christian. It was a buddy of mine as an agnostic and another buddy of mine as an atheist. <laughs> so like, Interesting. It, it was like, it was, yeah, it was, it was really weird. And, yeah, you know, I was actually funny enough going through some of the old music because I have it on my hard drive. I actually released uh, three songs from us on my Patreon account and uh, just put it forward as like, yeah, this is what I used to do. You know, here's some exclusive stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think a big thing for me was they were having more of an influence on me than I was on them. Yeah. And so I, I noticed just certain, like my conduct starting to slip the way I talk starting to slip, the way I rap starting to slip a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would like drop in an occasional, like even an occasional cuss and be like, well, you know, Christians, we're allowed to cuss and all this stuff. And mm. and, and it's, it's crazy, like listening back to it. I'm like, man. Um, but for me, when I started to notice that like my friends, the, we never talked about the gospel and like my music never presented the gospel that's when I started to really question, um, what am I doing? Like Mm. as a Christian, what's, what's the motive behind what I do? Because ultimately all it was as a new believer. And even like, I would say even up to a couple of years ago would have been just, it was just selfish ambition. It was, it was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it in uh, secular hip hop. So Christian hip hop is the way to go. Mm. So, you know, I'll just appeal to these Christians because, I mean, you throw Jesus in there and they'll, they'll support you. (laughs) And so that's kind of like, that's kind of what I did. And and it's, uh, you know, a good friend of mine on Rap and Grace, Omri Miles, when we started chatting, he, um, he really challenged me and particularly in helping me develop a framework in my own mind for selfish ambition. And that has really been like, that brother has been like, just monumental in my Christian growth. And so, you know, praise God for, for, for God putting him in my life and challenging me. And like, you know, what you see now is, is I think a lot of the fruit of what 
of our talks and what he did, mm-hmm. what how he how he challenged me in my life, how he discipled me and helped me to think, like think through things that I kind of just took for granted. Um, and that that to me was huge. So I don't know if that answers your question, but oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly. Um, so um, let's talk about the 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 Solas album that that you have. Which is when when I first ran into that album, I was looking uh, for for Reformation music, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I got I got into you know the whole Reform something theology. outside of one one six. Yeah. So when I started getting more, uh, uh, you know, outside of Shailin and Timothy Brindle and the Lamb Mode guys, just trying to find more music that. So what you're saying is you you were unashamed you were unashamed to look for reformation music yeah yeah i guess that's how you can put it <laughs> so i, I want I to talk yeah, i wanted to uh, listen to more music I, I knew it was out there i just felt it like there has to be music out there mm-hmm. that's talking about more reformed explicit theology like that so i, I ran into you in that album uh, i don't even know how i think uh, i don't even remember i don't know if it was on apple music how they reference other artists and things like that i think that's how i ran into it um but then i saw this i sold us on there i was like oh, all right all right cool click there all right so 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 the feed so gratia all these all right cool i push play and uh i was blown away bro i'm not gonna lie uh i think my favorite track on that was a soul scriptura mm. the hook yeah. the beat the washer at the end and came together very perfectly and that's something to bump um i think about like that's 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 a song i would bump uh, if i just got into uh like a like conversation with a, a jehovah's witness or a mormon bump that song out loud as they're walking away how did the album come 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 to be about or what's the Man, concept behind uh, it? You know, for those who don't know, what's the concept behind it? How did it come about? That's that's a funny story. The um, so I had uh, I was signed to a like a, a small little label called uh, Snack Bar Sounds, and they turned into anamorphic music. And basically, music had become like an idol in my life, and mm-hmm. it was like really stressing out my wife. It was it was taxing on my marriage and so I was actually getting ready to throw in the towel and just be done with music because of what it was doing to my doing with my family my wife uh, I think at that point we had our second daughter second child so our daughter but um, I always wanted to do a doctrinal album like a theological album and so it was it was um coming up on the 500th anniversary of the Reformation when, when Luther nailed his 95 pieces mm-hmm. to the door at Wittenberg. And so I was like, man, I should do an album on the five solos. And my wife was like, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to do that. And basically it was going to be, you know, after I'm done this album, I'm going to be done. I'm done. I'm done rapping. But that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can be done. You can do this. So I, I did the album <clears throat> and after it was done, like, because as I was studying, I was like, you know, pouring into her all the stuff I was learning. And she's like, if this is the kind of music that you're going to do, that's like going to make you pour into me and pour into your family, you can continue to rap. Mm, nice. 
Hey, shout out so, to the wifey, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how it that's kind of how it came about, and so ever since then, that's kind of that's kind of the stuff I've been doing. Um, but you know, man, yeah, it's really funny you like Solo Scriptura because the guy who mixed and mastered it hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He he hated the beat, and you know what, man? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Um, I have some issues with some things that I said in that song. So I'm not in full agreement with everything that oh, I said in that wow, that's song interesting. Like what? I, I'm interested. I am interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd say the biggest disagreement I would have is in the song, I basically talk about how the gospel is clear enough for a child to understand. I agree with that. Uh-huh. But I, I almost argue against the clarity of of scripture as a whole. Mm, okay. So for just the gospel. And the other thing is, as I mentioned how scripture is the final authority. If I can go back, I would change the word final to the only authority. Mm. And so that's where I say that okay. I would disagree with what I said. Um, just because again, like, you know, it's funny, you look at Luther and his big argument with the Pope's, uh, or with the Roman Catholics, with the Pope, mm-hmm. um, even with Erasmus, is what's your interpretive authority? Is it, uh, is it is it the Pope? Is it the magisterium? Or as Reformed people, is it the confessions? Mm-hmm. Is it the creeds? Mm-hmm. Or is it Scripture that interprets itself? Is God the final interpreter and the mm-hmm. only interpreter of Scripture? If our interpretation doesn't line up with what God says, it's wrong. But the thing is, is like practically, and, and just to level with you, I know you guys are reformed, Raza. That's the that's the <laughs> podcast name. I personally am not reformed. I would I would say that uh, I'm Calvinist, but I'm not confessional. And um, so you got Calvinist, Calvinistic, confessional. And what's the third leg that Scroll Scroll brings forward? Do you guys remember? Uh, the, the, I don't know if you're talking about the, the three forms of unity. Uh, no, no, that's that's like the creed. Yeah. So confessional, Calvinistic, and covenantal. Covenantal. That's what it was. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'm uh, I'm a little bit of an odd duck. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually dispensational. So oh, okay. I get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right. yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So, so all good. I'm so, yo, and I'll tell you, Miguel, evident, he has a heyday. We, we, we go in on this stuff. He's a, he's a blood bought Presby. So oh, he's man. like going at me. So, yeah. So I, I'm not reformed, but at the time I was really into like, I was just coming into all this stuff. Yeah. And so over the years now, since like, I think I dropped it just over, just over two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of growth in two years. And I mean, you might say it's progression, but, <laughs> but, but it's all good, man. But yeah, yeah no, I, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed putting that album together. I think it was, uh, it was a real wake up call for me to take. And I mean, there's, there's an aspect in which I'm still all throughout the album that makes sense so um it's it's still i'm still using a lot of personal experience talking about myself in the album mm-hmm. i am actively working to take myself out of the music 
and just make it strictly doctrinal, um, put forward stuff, unless it's stuff like lead the way. I want to have yeah. a balance. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like right now, um, you know, we have Ad Fontes 2, uh, Volume 2 is getting mixed and mastered. Nice. And then I have a full length album, uh, 16 tracks, an expositional album on the Book of Philippians. Nice. There you go. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking after, I'm trying to take up uh, the Christ centric range yeah. there because apparently they're not yeah. doing expositional music anymore. Really? And huh. so, yeah, I'm trying to do it. But but at the same time, as you heard in solos, I'm also a bit of a lover of trap music. So it's not just boom bap. So I'm yeah. trying to mix in a fair bit of trap and make it more modern mm-hmm. sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Christcentric is gonna hate me for that. But <laughs> hey, hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's all is, good. Hey, if, they, if they're not gonna continue, well, someone has to pick up the torch, right? Because I'm down with all that stuff. There you man. go. I'm down with all that expository. Yeah. Man, when I ran into Christcentric and the Romans albums, the Ephesians, the the Jude, all that, I was like, whoa, yeah. this this is dope right here. I, I, remember, I remember when I first listened to the I, I I listened to it out of order. I listened to the Romans Volume Two from them and. And I was like, man, what the heck? Like, how do they do this? Because yeah. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't hear of anyone that has ever, like, you know, has gone through the, you know, books of the Bible and rapped about like portions. Yeah, of scripture they're not like songs; that. they're just scripture titles. Yeah, like, and I was crazy. like, I was like, dude, what the heck is? Yeah. At first, I thought it was sermons, and, and and I thought they mixed it up on on like Apple Music or something. But then I clicked and I listened. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> but hey, hey, that's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be excited to hear that one out when, yeah. when you put it out that's later. On the well, the beautiful thing about expositional music is that the rhyme, like it's already all written for you. You just got to make it rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, to me, that looks like the hardest part. Like you got to make it rhyme. It's like, oh, I'm not a rapper. So uh, I guess it comes easy to those. Uh, but I do, I do want to say this, bro. Um, uh, what you said right now about you know having different views. I just want to man say that it's all good. You know what I mean? Um, to to disagree on 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 the on you know secondary things like that, um, I think we definitely need more unity in the body of Christ like that. I think it's yeah. dope that you're able to have so much disagreements with evident, but yet you're still putting out an EP together. And I would I would never have guessed that. You know what I mean? I thought you guys were one mind, one accord on everything because that's how it sounds on the on the on the EP. But I mean, I think that's dope. Doesn't matter if you're okay. Maybe some people might disagree with me, but it doesn't matter if you're dispensational, covenantal. I mean, you're still body of the Christ, body of Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? So trust Praise me. Praise God, man. I know. I, I gotta, know. I gotta agree. I know a lot of my Presbyterian brothers. They cringe when you're like, "What?" You know that that kind of dispensational stuff. But you know what I mean? I, well, I I also know that your your Presbyterian brothers. I mean, when we're talking about kids and you're talking about making stick figures, I'm like, "Yo, this brother really up in here doing a Second Commandment violation right now." Oh no, not about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't I didn't label none. I just said this is a. Uh-huh, I'll get in trouble yeah. if I continue. <laughs> We don't we don't really we don't we won't judge you for that stuff, man. You can you can make stick figures with Jesus over here. Hey, bro. never did I make a don't stick figure about, about Jesus, okay? Trust, trust on that. The Lord knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so some of the singles that you got, dude, I think are some of some of the dopest music that you have. Um very profound. You talked about, you know, trying to um take your 
like yourself out of the music and just do expository things like that I, i would encourage you man to leave a little bit of yourself in there because the way that you on those singles like the, the miscarriage one uh we talked about the the um lead the way uh you definitely definitely bring uh something else to the table when you talk about your personal struggles and experiences and then kind of bringing it home to what it is that we should be doing but yet nonetheless i struggle with it and you had one about um suicide too um that, that yeah. one was really deep uh because I'm the kind of dude that wants to have an answer to, to things, you know what I mean? And what you express in that song is like, we don't we don't have to have the answer and we need to be okay yeah. with that, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so, um, so, 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 let's, let's talk about, let's talk about that song, you know, how did, how, is that a very personal song or how did you come to the conclusion of, hey, we don't gotta have the answer to everything? Well, yeah, I mean, again, I, I, you know, I had a friend and that's the first verse where I talked mm-hmm. about meeting a friend for coffee and he had talked about how he had a he had a family member that committed suicide stepped in front of the train killed himself uh and he and we started talking about it and and at the time like i was just really ungracious and, and you know i had had a friend commit suicide when i was young i was 20 years old a really good friend of mine he um basically i was dating a girl that she lived three hours away and i hung out with this guy all the time and i went over to his house on a friday And he was just like, man, I, I gotta get out of here. Like, I, I gotta get out of this house. He was in the house, he was addicted to drugs. He's like, you know, I just feel like, you know, something bad is gonna happen, I gotta get out of here. And I'm like, yo, when I get back from, from the weekend, you know, I'll, I'll help you move, I'll come, you know, I'll take in, we'll do whatever we can. And he's like, man, I, okay, okay, you pro-? I'm like, yes, I promise I'll be here. Sure enough, Sunday night on the way back, I got a call from my friend that he had committed suicide. And it was uh, it was crazy. And so at that time, like, I didn't really know how to respond. And I remember sitting at, uh, at a small group in the charismatic church. And I was listening to a friend, um, uh, the associate pastor's wife. She was talking about how essentially, oh, he's in heaven. You know, uh, God's a forgiving God. And like, I knew the way he was living. Um, and I, I wasn't a believer at the time. And... I basically said, no, man, he's, he's in hell. Like, let's be real. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words. And she's like, well, how can you say that? And I'm like, well, you believe that if you don't repent and trust in Jesus, which is funny because I wasn't even a believer. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you believe that if he doesn't trust in Jesus, that he's gonna go to hell, right? She said, well, yeah. I'm like, well, I was close friends with him. He didn't believe in Jesus. Like, I know for a fact he didn't. We talked about it. And so for me, that was kind of a really tough thing in my life and it left me really callous and so when I became a believer that view uh, I basically had a view that like you know you cannot um, sin the, the last action in your life can't be a sin especially killing yourself like murder yeah. and then you go to heaven and so <laughs> when I had that conversation we, we had that conversation and there was something that just told me like man just calm down listen to what he's saying and so I listened and then I thought about it and I started writing this song and it's funny because I wrote the two verses and I wrote it over a period of probably three or four months I was studying I would write like a bar here a bar there 
And about halfway or three quarters of the way through the song, my view changed. Mm. Like, so I I had this view that like you could not commit suicide and be a Christian uh, throughout the first two verses, like writing the first two verses. And then when I got to the last verse, I was like, man, I don't, I just don't think scripture answers this question. Mm. Like, I don't think it... I don't think it provides an answer. I don't think it's a one-stop shop for every single situation. Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, that example about like, you know, fighting with your wife, driving your car, getting into a car accident and, and dying. That's actually a Piper example. So Piper brought that up in uh, one of his uh, Ask Pastor John uh, questions. And so, yeah, I remember that. yeah for me, like, uh, yeah, for me, my view, my view changed, and uh, you know that tends to be a recurring theme these days. <laughs> my views, <laughs> like you know, God's not done with me. My view is, is, my views are still, still changing. I'm still growing. I'm still being sanctified. Um, and yeah, man, I, I just think like when it comes to stuff like that, um, we need to be careful, yeah, not to, not to step beyond what scripture says mm-hmm. um and i often tell people you know because because a lot of times like i'll be very I, I try to be very gracious to people like i have a friend of mine who's an arminian uh mm-hmm. you know charismatic we couldn't be more opposite but he's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. i don't jump down his throat we have deep conversations but i have friends who are like man you can't like you 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 can't tell me he's a believer and i'm like well he loves jesus yeah it's not like I don't think he's an unbeliever and I think when it comes to stuff like doctrinal disagreements even even issues over this I would rather be caught not saying enough before God and answer for that than overstepping what he said in his word mm. and putting words in his mouth that he didn't say yeah because I think he judges a little bit more harshly when we put words in his mouth yeah Mm-hmm. That's not to say like my view can't change. Like if it's a biblical argument that's put forward, and I'm wrong, then I'm going to change my view. Yeah. But I got to mm-hmm. be shown from scripture. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and um, so th- that song definitely made me think because I was one of those too. Also, that oh, you commit suicide, you go to hell, and this and that. And then, then I would think a little bit just deeper on that, and I'd be like, well, I don't know. I can't. I can't ultimately say. You know what I mean? And so I, I, mm. I would just take it um, more of a mourn with those who mourn. You know what I mean? I don't have to necessarily yeah. give yeah. an answer on their eternal state. That's not for me to decide. Uh, and people actually are hurt, mm. get hurt by those kinds of things. And so the only answer I guess I could give is just to mourn with those who mourn. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that, that I think that's a, a necessary conclusion that we, especially for those of us you know, in, in whatever circles, as we study more theology, get more deeper into the Bible, um, that we need to allow ourselves to come to that conclusion that, you know what, sometimes we don't have the answer to the questions. Sometimes we, we aren't mm-hmm. able to answer questions instead of always trying to have an answer for everything that people ask us. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. it's okay to just say, you know what, I, I don't know. I don't know how this works. I don't know, um, you know, about these things. And, and, and it's okay that we don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not going to yeah. know fully everything until the day of Christ. And by then, you know, we'll, all of eternity, we'll, we'll be able to know everything. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, I mean, when I talk with cults, man, like, it's funny because these questions, they'll ask you questions. And 
And uh, I, like, I find myself in this, I used to find myself in this attitude, like if I ask them a question and like they can't answer, I really, really press them on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, I don't, I don't know. And like, if you really press them, <laughs> you're just gonna make them upset. Yeah, yeah. And rather than throwing a rock in their shoe and just being like, you know, um, what do you do with this text? Um, you know, we, like just the other night, we got together with some Jehovah's Witnesses. They're good friends of ours. I work with them. Him and his wife, he came for dinner. We've developed a friendship. We got down to brass tacks after dinner. We sat here after we put our kids to bed for two hours talking about theology, talking about all the things we disagree on. And, and es- like Jehovah's Witnesses love to talk about eschatology. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about eschatology and then we moved into, um, you know, God's truthfulness and his promises that he's made to his, to his people in the Old Testament and how he's going to keep those promises. And then how that moved into, you know, well, who is God? And then who is Jesus? We got down to like right down to the gospel. And then I, I was asking like questions, you know, Psalm, uh, I think it's Psalm, Psalm 121 or one. 22. Uh, it's quoted in Hebrews 1, verses 10 to 12. Um, Psalm 121, 25 to 27, I believe is what it is. Uh, that is ascribed directly to Jehovah, but in Hebrews, it's ascribed to the Son. Hmm. So yeah. it actually is It's stating in the New World Translation, in no uncertain terms, that Jesus is Jehovah. Hmm. So I brought that up, and, and you know, there's been times where I've talked to Jehovah's Witnesses like, why I can't answer? I don't know how. I'm like, well, no, you have to answer now. <laughs> and they would get frustrated. And now I'm just like, we have to do more study. I'm like, by all means, like, I understand, you know, we can't know everything. Please do some study. I'll look forward to talking to you again when you come over next. And the same thing when with these questions, man, like people are going to be like, well, what's the answer? It's like, look, I, I don't know. Um, And there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. That doesn't make you less of a Christian. I think people need to hear that. Like, you don't have to have the answer for everything. Like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go look and try to find the answer. But, like, if it's not rolling off the top of your head, you're not, like, a second-tier Christian. Like, just just go do the work, pray, ask the Lord to, to give you wisdom in that situation, to open your eyes to understand the scriptures and uh i mean that's how we all grow right and then next time that question can comes up you do have an answer yeah yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know I, I think we could relate to that on, on on another level too just like learning to have grace with those who don't have the answer yet as well on the other end right for us you know being okay with not having the answer but then also too on the other end for for what we do know when we're you know in in when we get in those modes of trying to correct people or even just show people what we know of of mm. still remembering to be patient and gracious with those that don't know yet yeah. because they have not come yeah. to your conclusion yet and so we have to allow scripture mm. to do what it needs to do with the other person as it has done with us yeah one of my one of my favorite verses is uh, 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26. It says, The servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, but patient mm-hmm. and apt to teach yep. all those who oppose the truth. Uh, perhaps, uh, and perhaps that God will grant them repentance. So we know that God is sovereign. God is the one who grants repentance. 
man can't conjure it up on his own. If you try to if you try to force them to repent, you're trying to do the Holy Spirit's work. Mm. You just need to be the servant of the Lord that's patient, not quarrelsome. Yeah. That's huge, and apt to teach. So patience, patience in today's day and age is just. Man, it's like a curse word. Like you yeah. can't, yo, know, you can't be patient, man. You no, you you gotta like you gotta have the answer now. Yeah. Like mm. we live in a microwave society exactly. where, where we have. What I have to wait five uh, seconds like to skip this everything. ad? <laughs> <laughs> like yo, people people are mad, man. When they yeah. go on YouTube, like and they're just like, what do you mean? Like yo, whatever. I'll buy YouTube Premium. So I don't have to look at the ads. <laughs> it's like man, and then there's more ads. <laughs> straight, straight up, man. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And like, just like news, like information is so readily available to us today, but it's funny because people, I, I feel like people back in the day, like particularly Christians, when they, when they didn't have the answers, like you had to go to a library yeah. to get books mm. to, to study and to understand. And, and they were smart. They did the work. We have so much information at our fingertips and we're dumber because of it. <laughs> yeah. It's on the real, <laughs> like, man. Man, imagine the church fathers, man. Like they, they didn't have no technology at all, and oh, yet their man. writings. We're still learning from their writings. We're still in amazement at how deeply profound they understood understood the things of God. It's like, shh. and we have all that information, and yet there's more craziness in the church than there than, than there is, you know. In other times, I believe, you know, got a bunch of things. So. Oh man, the, the funny thing is, man, Martin Luther. Like, look at Martin Luther's bondage of the will and Erasmus' freedom of the will. They like they would write, and then a year later they would get a response from who they were writing to. <laughs> Whereas today on Facebook, it's like, yo, you, you'll start a Facebook debate, <laughs> and you'll go and check on it four hours later, and when someone doesn't comment back, you're like, why aren't you commenting back? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yo, they used to have to wait, and now like we're we're just like, we have I won. Entitlement. Like, oh, you have to cater to me. Yeah, you have to you have to respond to my point. Yeah, yo, straight up, man. Sometimes I just want to like post on someone's status just to start, just to start like an argument. Like they'll they'll start an <laughs> argument. I'll, I'll post my counter argument. They'll respond in like twenty minutes, and then like four years later, I should just go back and respond to that. They're <laughs> <laughs> already like past it, over it, and all that. And here you go. No, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that they would keep on replying right, right in an instant. <laughs> That's funny. No, it'd be funny if it'd be really funny if they're like. Yo, I, I already came around to your view. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're on the same page, bro. We go to the same church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's oh, dope, man. man. That's dope. So let's talk about now um, the I Rap For Real Challenge, man. Um, man, I love it when Cross-Examine does that, man. I was... I was a uh, when they did it the first time when Stract won, that was dope. And then this this time around, you are the the winner of that challenge. So how how was that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really happy that certain people dropped out because they were just having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for instance, I, did you guys watch all the videos? Like when 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 you. Uh, you see all the all the submissions. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the videos. I just listened to the podcast because I, I listen to it when I'm working, so I don't have no time to watch oh, okay. the videos. But I just listened. To I was it. able to go back and look at, at some mm-hmm. of them. Some of them had some interesting music yeah. music little videos they did. There. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, result, man, result. I was really happy that dude dropped out. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I didn't want to go against him, man. Like, not at all. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I think um, my district initially. The one thing I didn't like about it, and um, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but <laughs> like the Facebook votes, man. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people. I've rubbed people the wrong way a lot in the past with Facebook debating, <laughs> and so like. <laughs> Me going all on Facebook, and, and again, I, I'm not, I don't like the whole like I try to really work on self promotion. I'm really working on not self promoting, not being selfishly ambitious. I'm I'm working at this. So like when they're like, "Yo, you need to get all these votes," I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to get all these votes, man. So I mean, I made it. I made it to the second round, which was which was great. Um, hey, I voted for you, bro. I voted for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. But I, I made it to the second round, and I went against Abel. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, I'll be real with you. That dude should have won. Like he should have gotten through to the next round. I was shocked when, when the judges put me through. Like no word of a lie. <laughs> like, like, like it, it was really funny. That's why, like. Um, that's why I had in my in my final verse. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like shaping them like Citizen Kane because Citizen Kane because I'm able to. So it's like I was gonna do something like with Kane and Abel, like how Kane murdered Abel and like he shouldn't have. Hmm. So that was like the 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 line that was behind the line because again I, I looked at him. Yo, I felt like I felt really bad. I hit him up. I'm like, what happened? Like, you should have definitely went to the next round. But, uh, yeah, and then the last the last one uh, with Will, with Iron Will. Iron Will was super talented. Um, I was very impressed with him all throughout the competition. Um, I'm glad that – I'm glad they put me through. Like, I, I feel like I went hard on that last verse, mm-hmm. like that, that – that last verse like when they put the chunk together it's funny because oh man I so so <clears throat> so I wrote it and I recorded it and then I was talking with some people and showing them my verse and they're like well I mean that's cool that's cool I rewrote that thing and I re-recorded it three times <laughs> with like different bars Mm-hmm. And so that was like the final, the final take. And I actually released it on Patreon, like all the other takes for people to hear. But yeah, man, that, uh, I, I feel like that verse took me a long, long time to write. It took me a long time to perfect. And then certain, and then certain people, it's funny to listen to Fanatic talk about how like, he just wasn't saying much. And I was like, <laughs> bruh. that is not like that last line man like I feel like like because he basically said like you know because I had to punch in the last four bars Mm. or the last two bars and the reason I did that is because I wanted to switch up the style and scheme every four bars 
because I wanted to show how diverse I mm-hmm. could be on a beat. Mm-hmm. And so the last one, I did what Flame actually used to do, and I did it with the hopes that Fanatic, that, that Brady would like it, mm-hmm. because Flame used to rap that way on cross movement. Mm-hmm. He used to do like the punching lines, and so so I did it. Uh, that's why that last line is like making style stretch like elastic, Mister Fantastic. Them's coronavirus bars. Most of these youngins ain't gonna catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was and and he's like. He, he was like, yeah, it's a dope line, but you know, the way he rapped it, he ruined it. And I was like, I felt like, I felt like J. Cole when Nas said his, 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 uh, his song was trash. <laughs> and then J. Cole wrote like that, that let Nas down song. I feel like I got to go down and like, let, let Brady down. I got to do like a song, <laughs> like, let Brady down. <laughs> like, yeah. I just feel bad. Hey, like, man. Yeah, they were, I, I they were real. Listening to Fanatic, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, like, the, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's funny because even uh, even Will from Christcentric, I was like, I know I've rubbed him wrong in the past. I, I made like <laughs> jokey comments, and he's just like, nah, like it's not cool. And so when he voted, and he's like, yo, you killed it, I was like, he doesn't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was nice, but yeah. And then Stephen Brindle, shout out to Stephen Brindle, his cool man. He was yeah. impressed, and that yeah, like. It's funny, these dudes that I listen to, mm-hmm. and then they're like, yeah, no, this is dope. And then, um, yeah, Kurt, shout out to Strack for voting against me. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you wrong, though. You wrong, though. <laughs> Strack, man. Shout out to Strack, man. That dude's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, it was dope, man. When they first played the track with that beat, and then they just had all you guys on there, I was like, man, where can I download this right here? You know what I mean? It was pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. But I like, I like how. Um, well, Christian, Christian worldview hip hop. They they released it on YouTube, so you can go listen to it. Oh, all right, all right. It's dope. I'm gonna have to check that. Was so, it a, a shout new- out to Josh Griffith. If you find him, find Josh Griffith and ask him. Be like, where's that? Where's that? Uh, I rap the real competition cipher. Oh, oh nice. nice, nice. I'm gonna have to hit him up. Um, I, I like it how uh, uh, Stephen Brindle, how that dude's just real. That dude was just honest about it. You know what I mean? And he'll give his opinion mm-hmm. whether it would, whether you disagreed with it or not. I'm like you know what, this is this and that. So I, I like how he came in with the, with the, uh, just he was critiquing everything like rightly. You know what I mean? It wasn't no no uh, mm-hmm. uh, favoritism or anything like that. It's just speaking the real mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i thought that was dope yeah and then kurt kennedy just giving me the vote because he's like ah this is the modern sound and stuff this is what people like josh can do stuff with the money so yeah just put him through yeah they did I, I was surprised um how they didn't like that when you switch the flow you know what i mean uh, you, you switched yeah. it up at one point, and they're, they're like, ah, I don't know, that's too, that's too, you know, typical, you know. But I thought it was dope when you did that. Yeah, I thought that was dope. Well, thank you. One, one of the things, I mean, I, I don't know, was this your first uh, comp, rap competition doing that? Um, I feel like I feel like I might have tried the first one, but I can't remember. I. This is the one that I really took seriously. Like I actually took the time to do mm-hmm. seriously. So it was like the first one that I actually tried to, to win. So how, how was that so, then in the competition when you're going against 
I mean, you're knowingly going against other people, other artists that that are um, that have a foot in the game as far as they're not just like, you know, freshly coming out with new rhymes or whatever, but they, they have some experience in writing. So how was yeah. that going against other rappers um, in the competition? And, and how did that push you in, in, in breaking, um, breaking and, and in trying to spread yourself out? to being diverse, a little bit more diverse in, in your sound? Hmm. I think, um, I think for me, the first round was kind of like, it was kind of like, I entered it. I, when I say I took it serious, like it's the first rap competition I took serious. The first round I didn't really take serious. I just, I just rapped. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, no, nah, this is cool. It'd be cool to win 500 bucks. But the second round I was like, okay, I really, really have to take this seriously, especially when I found out that I was against Abel, because like, I love that dude's music. I think he's extremely talented. I'm really excited to hear what he puts out in the future. He's on Ad Fontes Volume 2. Uh, actually, all the finalists are. Um, oh, I put, we did a song called Monumental. It's me, Abel, Wayne Cooley, and Iron Will. Mm, so nice. it's like I got all four of us on there. Um, but yeah, going against Abel, I knew that like his style, he, he could outwrap me like any day of the week. I think like his style is crazy. Like he's, his flow is nuts. So I knew if I was going to win, I had to do something like really something kind of, I'm not say unique, like name, name flips aren't unique, but like, I wanted to like do something that no one in the competition had done so I picked all the artists that I thought should have made it to the second round and I rapped using their name hold on hold on experiencing some technical difficulties hello yeah alright cool you're oh. back alright that was weird yeah <laughs> so so for the second round, yeah, like I was saying, I just, I just, uh, I just put together all the names that I think should have won, mm-hmm. and and then at the very end of it, I'm like, by the way, that's who raps real, mm-hmm. and like those are the people. I'm like, these people should have been in the second round. So then I was that's so then yeah, it, I think I was choked when I saw that I was going up against Abel in the second round. <laughs> Like I was really disappointed. <laughs> I was like, "That's not fair." <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, it was tough, man. It, it was it was tough. Everybody really did their thing. Uh, Wayne and Wayne and Iron Will was really interesting to watch. And so, I mean, even the other guys like Lou Chikuni and um, oh man, I can't remember the other guy, but but Lou Lou just dropped an album yeah, too, and, yeah. and I was super impressed with it. Yeah. Like I've I've listened to it a fair bit. I didn't know he like to be honest. Like nothing against him. I just feel like he didn't come super hard at the competition. Mm. And so, like mistakenly, I kind of wrote him off. But when I heard his album, I was like, "What in the world? Like, where did this guy come from?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was. I was super impressed. And and like Strax's verse on that just blew yeah, me away yeah, too. Yeah, that song with Strax was like, dope. That was that was that was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it was cool, man. I mean, it it wasn't like it was kind of weird because before I was a believer, I used to battle, like do rap battles in a, in a battle league up here, 
Um, so battling like isn't anything new to me. Um, but as a Christian, it's it's a little bit harder because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really down with the whole battle scene. So <laughs> it's like you just try to rap and, and just showcase talent and, and hope that you get picked. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but hey, that you, you came out with the win. Kurt gave you the win. And hey, it was dope, man. Yeah. It was dope. It was intense when I was listening to the episode. Uh, it, it, it was intense. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, I was kind of stuck on it. Like, what was gonna happen? So it, it was good, man. So congratulations on that. It was like two <laughs> months hours later. long. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine uh, how long it could have been longer for you. Like waiting, like who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? I think it was like that. Yeah. So um, before we let you go, uh, let's talk about real quick. Um, the recent EP that you guys have, the Adfontes, just give us a little bit of background of what's the concept behind it. What does Adfontes mean for 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 those who don't know, and just you know what's mm. what does the future hold for Joshua Kreese? Mm. Um, so Adfontes again, it, it was funny because Miguel he's uh, he just hit me up one day on Facebook, um, and he told me he liked my music. And so I'm like, I asked him if he rapped, he sent me his project. And it's really funny because when I first heard it, I wasn't, I wasn't really into him. Like I didn't really like his music all that much. I, I like listened to a while, but I didn't listen to it again. And um, it was months later, I think, that I revisited it for some reason. He hit me up again and I revisited it. I listened to it. And when I listened to it the second time, it affected my heart in such a way that like it just drove me to worship mm-hmm. like his music is so like I know people who are like I had people hit me up and they're like yo um, the project's good uh, you definitely rap better than Miguel and so but I'm just like that's not even true like you gotta give his, his music an opportunity listen mm-hmm. to him his like I still listen to that that album that he released and every time I hear it the the sincere devotion to Christ just like makes my heart exalt mm-hmm. like I absolutely love his music like it drives me to such a point and I've been listening to it like as a plumber uh, I remember as a fourth year plumber I was listening to it in the basement digging in the ground and there was a guy who came in he's like who is this? and he was a christian as well i didn't know he was a christian but he's like man this guy is really really good um and we connected over evidence music and mm. and so finally i was just like well let's like let's do a project together so so we decided to um we were initially just doing a bunch of singles and then we're like well let's make it a project and and so we had like 12 songs and then we're like, okay, so it's a full album, but the way of the future now is an album, BP. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to sit and listen to a full album. Nobody has an attention span. So we're like, well, let's mm-hmm. cut it in half. So we cut it in half and we put a bunch of songs, like this was the first EP, uh, Ad Fontes Volume 2, the second EP to six songs. And then just recently we decided, well, let's do a third volume. So we finished the third volume and mm-hmm. it's six songs. That, that'll be coming out. Nice. Um, but... Yeah, Ad Fontes, it, it's, it's Latin, it means, it means back to the sources. And so the purpose, it is a Reformation principle behind, the purpose behind the music is 
for, for Christian hip hop to kind of go back to the sources, to step away from personal experience so much and to go back to scripture and to teach scripture like it did. Like when you used to listen to Ambassador, Fanatic, yeah. like Cross Movement, The, the Truth, Blame, mm-hmm. all these guys, like their, their music was so rich and practical. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we need to go back to that mm-hmm. because now, like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, I, I like reach records. I don't want to slam. I don't want to slam Lecrae. Um, I think the new song he just released with John Legend is super dope. It's, it's very catchy. But I'll be honest with you, I can't really tell whether he's rapping about God or a girl okay, or yeah. a best friend. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like, it, is, it is could it be true? anything. It, yeah. It's really, it's really vague, right? And I mean, that's cool. Like, that's cool for what he's trying to do. And I'm not going to knock the man's hustle, but for Christian hip hop, like, I just want to see a bunch, like, an influx of artists that that get back to that. And, and people are going to mock me for this, but get back to that youth group mentality of, like, let's go to youth groups, let's go to churches, let's teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's actually teach people let's serve how the people. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how to deal with like, you know, cults and, and how to deal with the the cultural situation, like what's going on, how do we think biblically about these mm-hmm. things? Because Facebook Facebook debates and articles just aren't doing it. Yeah. Like we gotta like actually get into the churches and we gotta start teaching people again. And like, you know, even doing shows that I like I, I did a whole bunch of shows at bars. Like eventually it got to the point where my music was so overtly Christian that, and after I would actually preach the gospel at a bar, that the, the promoter came up to me and said, if you're gonna do that again, I can never have you perform. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, sorry, that's, I'm not gonna not share the gospel. And I've never performed in a bar here again. Like he's never had me out again. So, I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, like it sparked conversations with people um, I've had great conversations with people at the bars and shared the gospel with them mm. and, you know, going out into the dark places. And I think we need to do that, but we also need to like go into the churches, go into the youth groups. Cause I mean, what is, what's the statistics? 87% of kids today are walking away from the faith. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's because we're, it's because our youth group is a joke. You yeah. show up, you have a 10 minute Bible lesson, and then you play games and, you know, you eat bananas and drink root beer and see you can't throw up the longest. And <laughs> like, it's all ridiculous yeah. games. And yep, it's like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with, with games. But like my pastor with, with our youth group, like what we're doing, um, this is another way that I, I do serve. Uh, I used to serve in my church. I used to serve with the youth on Friday nights. We would pick a book and we would go through it. And then we would also start with like teaching the kids about logical fallacies. Mm-hmm. How to how to recognize bad argumentation from people mm-hmm. because you see it all the time. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, you must believe in slavery. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? <laughs> like, what? What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, or or they'll like say like strong like, and arguments or something. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like it's being able to point out like, well, actually, that's a straw man. Uh, that's a red herring. I asked you a question and you totally mm-hmm. dodged it. You went somewhere else. Like I asked you why you reject Christianity and, or, or I asked you like, can you find a contradiction in the Bible? And then you turn around and you say, Jesus hated gay people. Like, what does that have to do with what I asked you? Yeah. Like absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
So we're trying to teach these kids like how to recognize bad argumentation because we think that like God, we're, we're supposed to tear down every lofty argument that mm-hmm. exalts itself against Christ. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't see how that God gave us logic. And so we should use our heads, but <laughs> we don't use that a lot today. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, I, and so, I, yeah, yes, yeah. um, on the episode we released with Strack, he, he we talked about this a little bit. He said, CHH is the church. So the church is re- acting really worldly right now to try to reach worldly people. You know what I mean? And, uh, man, we, we, we were talking about this, and we just really got to be explicit in what we believe in because I remember when I, I, I used to get high, and I would listen to Christian mm-hmm. hip hop. I would I would listen to it, and it would convict me. So it doesn't matter what stage or what state of mind someone is. If you're explicit with the gospel over music, it can do an effect that you never thought it would to people who maybe just walking by and they hear it or whatever. The mm-hmm. explicity of, of Christ is very important over music, and it's sad the way that that that, that it's gone. You know what I mean? Um, uh, it's not explicit anymore. You know what I mean? It could be it could be played on the radio, and you would never know if it's a Christian song or not. You know what I mean? I, that, that, I, I, even with the uh, with uh, bands like Switchfoot, uh, people would people would, would I used to tell people, "Oh, that's a Christian band." What? They're not a Christian band. Like, yeah, they're supposed to be a Christian band. And then look at this song. Oh, it's talking about a girl. <laughs> he's talking about God <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah. that's for real that's for real and, and it shouldn't really shouldn't be like that so I like uh, the first track on on Adfontes how you're doing the, the whole Mars Hill thing yeah and I thought that was very yeah. creative how you how you switched it up and you're talking to CHH you know what I mean the God you know wasn't yeah. that Paul on there you know what I mean so that that, that was yeah. dope well and you said so. So Strack said that CHH is the church. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah, a body of Christ. We're the body. It's a body of Christ to, making music. Yeah, we. I mean, we're the body of Christ, but CHH. You guys know who Omri is, right? Omri yeah. Now? Yeah. Okay, so so just I want you to think about this. I don't want to like get into a huge debate about it, but Omri's <laughs> album is going to be not? coming out. <laughs> <laughs> album is going to be coming out really soon. He has a song called "The Way with Words." And I agree with him. He, he has a line. He's like, "PHH is not the church. Mm. Christ didn't die for Christian hip hop." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he basically just goes into, and this is where I think the big thing is, as a Christian rapper, the, one of the ways I lacked discipleship was actually getting it from a local church. I got it from Christian hip hop. But the thing I found out very soon is that Christian hip hop cannot sustain. Like it can't feed you like the local churches to feed you yeah yeah of so, course so we're we yeah so we come in as like you know we come in as like a cherry on top like essentially like to, to help spur on spur on the local church and i think the important part is is like because a lot of people i think i think the reason we're where we are is that a lot of people have tried to sustain their Christian walk and their theological growth by listening to guys like Shylin. We've taken a good thing that, like we've taken a good thing, um, Christian hip hop, theological rap, 
and we've almost like made it an idol. Yeah. Like we need to go like this is our thing, and it's like I, I love it when people come up and they tell me, "Look, your solo's album and Open Minds it really helped me out," and I'm like, "That's great." But what has it done to help you grow in in conformity to Christ and also mm-hmm. grow as a member in your local church? Because ultimately, if all you got from my album was some theology, I didn't do my job. Like, mm-hmm. you need to go get involved in your local church. Exactly. So, I mean, again, I, 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 got, I might have missed that. I got to go back again, again, listen to what Strack said and the context. I, I, think, but, he, I, um, I think he was talking about is, is, is not the church as, as the, like... I think he meant the church as we're the body of Christ doing music. So it's not like, um, yeah. like, like the organization of the church, but more of like we're people who believe and trust in God who make music. So we, as the body of Christ, should stand out from the world. So I don't think he meant it in the in the sense of, of of the church being the the you know like we're with the bishops or we're you know the elders yeah. or, and we're doing the preaching. I don't, I don't think he meant it like that. I think he made it more as a crazy man. Yeah, there's some CHH labels that that are trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. for real, for real, for real. Even even some local. I remember uh, because our church has hosted a number of different concerts at, at at our building, and I remember there was this one that that we held, and then after. Um, this this artist you know performed a couple of his songs he goes on to start preaching and and i'm listening i'm like whoa what the heck is this oh yeah this is something a little bit different than <laughs> than we believe you know and 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 you know i yeah. I, I appreciate i understand the gesture you know where where you know rappers want to come in and and after their music they want to start you know teaching you know the the body but it's like no the the point is to help the local church not to come in yeah. and start teaching what yeah. you know and that that might go contrary to what they already hold or believe mm-hmm. um and and i and i understand where you're coming from as far as with that right where where um you know we're we're here to serve with music in, in that sense but we're not your we're not your pastor yeah mm-hmm. we're not yeah. we're not your your local mm-hmm. um leader or bishop or whatever um, position in, in your in your local church. We're here to serve you with the music mm-hmm. and to draw you to go into the scriptures and look for these things yourselves yeah. that you may go and, and seek out your leadership or whomever is above you in your congregation so that you can seek these out and that you may be discipled or maybe it'll lead you to go and disciple another person in your body. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... I think that's the, the biggest thing. Like, there's such an emphasis today on like we we are the like you know we we don't need to go to a building we don't need to go to a church we are the church. It's like there's a sense in which that's true, but it's half the story. Yeah. Like to to it's like <laughs> half half truth is, is still a lie. <laughs> like it, it's, it's a, not it's not like yeah. that's not it like. You need to be involved in your local church, mm-hmm. and you know I know I know so many I know Christian rappers. I've had talks with them. And they're just like, no, I'm not going to in, but they're just like, nah, like we're the church. We don't need to be in, in submission to a local church, and they demonize the local yeah, church. I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's wrong. And they're like, yo, yeah, they're like, yo, yeah, let's work. I'm like, nah, no, man. yeah. I got no in that. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate because with this whole coronavirus, it only affirms that false belief as far as like we're the church we don't need the building 
And then with everything that has been going on with quarantine, and I feel like now people are, are okay with that. They're like, well, see, look, at we've been doing fine for three months with no meeting up and gathering. For some people, right, for the ones that usually stay at home and just watch it, watch the services, they're like, why, why do I need to go back to a building? I'm fine at home. I could just watch these things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's like, if anything, I, I you know, I actually think... Uh, <laughs> This might sound bad, but I think this whole coronavirus thing is good because all it's done is it's, it's revealed who the goats are. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> I agree. It revealed, I agree like, with who, who the people are. Who, hey. Yeah, you people see. who are in the church. Like I don't, yeah. I know people who are at home on Zoom calls, and they're like, "No, no, we, we don't need to go into church. We're just going to stay home." And like, I know people who are older who like, if they get it, they're going to die. Yeah. So they stay home, and I'm like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. In my church, though, it's funny because there's a woman that was just diagnosed with cancer. So she's extremely autoimmune compromised. She came to church on Sunday with a mask. And she's like, I'm not missing church. Like, mm-hmm. if this gets me and I die, I'm not missing church. Mm-hmm. I will not. And our church, like, my church is relatively small. We, we went from a church that was 400 people. They planted a church, and now we went to the church plant. We have, like... We, we started with like 40 people, I think. It's during coronavirus, now that we're meeting, we, we're up to like 80. We got like 80 people coming. We mm-hmm. like doubled in size. Nice. Um, we show up every Sunday and it's it's like, you know, I know people at my old church who all of a sudden now, they're just like, you know what? No, we're just gonna watch it at home online. And they have no health issues, nothing. Like, they can go. And I'm just like, all this is doing is like, like you are in a sense forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Your church is meeting. You have no excuse not to go if yeah. you're staying home. Mm-hmm. And I know tons of people, even in my old, like I'm friends with my old charismatic pastor that I grew up with. He had like thousands of people in his church and now he's got like hundreds. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, and people are like, no, we can just stay at home and it's a convenient thing. And I'm like, yeah, when that persecution hits, yeah, real quick, who yeah. the real believers That's are. That's on the real. That is yeah. on the real. That is on the real. So, I guess something good did come out of COVID. I guess is took out those who were, you know, they left out from among us. So they may be revealed that they were never of us. I guess that's the purpose yeah. of, of that. You know what I mean? But well, I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but all it did for me was make me like love going to church all the time. Oh like, man! Like when we stopped and we went back, mm-hmm. we do the Lord's Supper every week now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's amazing. We used to do it once a month, and now we do it every week. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, like, that's in the real. That's on the real, man. I, all I've been wanting to do is go back to church this whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you don't realize because church- you guys. Oh yeah, you guys are meeting. Are you? You're in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- most of the churches over here aren't meeting yeah, at all. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Well, guys. I know one particular. I know one particular church in Southern California that's meeting. Oh, you know, it's head over to Grace to you. Hey. <laughs> oh yeah. I just saw today <laughs> that he, that he might get fined. Or something, they're gonna oh, take man. some actions on him. Dang. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, I bet you he's he's still gonna meet. Yeah, you get that daily dish. You get that daily dish he goes. Oh man, it's funny. No, we, we're doing we're doing the driving services right now. So I mean, it's not the same, but it's pretty dope still. You know what I mean? Driving services. So, yeah, man. Um, so as far as the ad font is, man, some of my some of my favorite songs are the Mars Hill, uh, Five, 
man that that's a crazy beat <laughs> the rhythm is crazy bro and i mean that's it that's a jam that i bump man uh that's one of my favorite ones right there and then uh, great salvation and one day those those are my i would say those are the top ones um that i like i, would I, bump. Love, I love great uh, I, I think great salvation is my personal favorite on the mm-hmm. project because my favorite line on that entire project is um uh, like he'll wipe the eyes, he'll wipe the tears, the eyes, he'll wipe the eyes of the saints who were drowned in tears. We'll all reign with the Lord for a thousand years. Yeah. That culminates in eternity follows after, so don't let him try to say eschatology doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite joint on that entire project. <laughs> that's before I knew you were you you were dispensational, bro. But that's new. <laughs> oh. you know, now you're gonna listen to that joint game like, oh, a little bit, a little different, a little bit different. <laughs> still a dope song, still a dope song. I like it. Now, you should have seen what I said to Miguel. Miguel was like, "How you gonna how you gonna go on Disney on that song when I'm doing that?" I'm like, "Bro." I was like you knew it was coming, man. You knew it was coming. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, but I, I think my num- my number one would be five. That that right there, man. Oh, yeah. This just explain explain the tulip. That that beat is crazy, bro. How'd you come up with that beat? Because it reminds me of the, the I got five on it beat from the Loonies, bro. Yeah. Miguel, man, Miguel, Miguel. He's the one who provided all the beats. Like he has a lot of beats, but he he's bought them throughout the years. He did it, and actually, if you listen to his verse, so so my verse is the five the five uh, points of Calvinism. Mm-hmm. His verse is the five solas. Mm-hmm. So every four bars, he does he does uh, like one of the solas. But the reason he did it is I'm like I already did the five solas now. I want to do the two of them. You do the five solas now. <laughs> but yeah, he that that beat was a lot of fun, man. And like I really tried to stretch my style now. Well, oh yeah! Like just flipping, flipping the way I rap. Yeah. Like I listen to a lot of results. Like I don't know if you guys have listened to results. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That guy impresses me. I try to like, I try to do stuff that he does. He's, yeah, he's man. Crazy. Yeah. Like Wrath and Grace. Wrath and Grace is by far, I think, the best label in Christian hip hop. Yeah. Don't at me. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Wrath and Grace is the best. You're wearing the shirt right <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, man. Way of Kings. That's that's one of my favorite joints too. Because Omri talks about having a whole bunch of miscarriages with his wife and just trusting in God's sovereignty. Like you just can't get more practical than that. Man. Yeah. Like so, I I really think Wrath and Grace is picking up the torch where where um, lamp mode kind of laid it down. Yeah. We're we're basically trying to carry on in that mm-hmm. that lamp mode lane. And, uh, you know, Christ-centric is, is doing big things, too. I'm super excited. Yeah. Like, Chris Jones' project, the Trinity Project, Strax got an album coming out right yeah, away. Yeah, Like, that joint is going to be dope. Like, I know who I'm on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, Strax is, Strax is a beast, man. Like, yeah, that, man. There's not many dudes that I can listen to Boom Bap straight through and he just yeah. kills it. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. I like five was fun, and that's why I was happy to get him on one day. He killed that joint too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, man, be, uh, before we wrap up, man, um, so what what does the future hold for jo- Joshua Kreese? You got any? Uh, oh, you already mentioned that. You yeah, got an album he has Volume out. Two and yeah, Three yeah. coming All in right. the works. Yeah, any any release dates for for those? Uh, no. 
We don't have a release date. Uh, volume two is getting mixed and mastered right now. We're actually thinking about releasing a three track, like Ad Fontes, three songs, and it's going to be called a layover. So Ad Fontes 1.5. Mm. <laughs> and it's like just a layover, just a couple tracks to hold people over. Um, so that should be coming out hopefully end of August. And then you should be looking at September, October for volume two. It shouldn't take you too long. Nice. Um, volume three, we don't have a release date. The Philippians project is, is done. I'm waiting for a feature uh, to get done and then it's off the mixing and mastering. Nice. So, I mean, I got a lot of music, but, but in, um, in all honesty, uh, in the future, uh, music is going to slow down because I'm actually thinking about, uh, me and my wife are thinking about moving to the States. And mm. I'm gonna be going to seminary. In the nice. Future. There you wow. go. Nice. Cool. Where we're at? Where what state? Uh, Phoenix. Oh, all right. Oh, so you talk, you're talking about that. the hot weather. You you better get you prepare yourself <laughs> to the full <laughs> total 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 opposite. I hey, I could not live in Phoenix. Well, you know, bro. I, I I told someone I'm like you know at least the believer. That's the closest to hell I'm ever gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the real. Yeah. Bro, hey, they get up to 120 degrees, yeah. man. I have no Even idea. in the shade, you're gonna be sweating. Yeah, man. Uh, get some sunscreen, yeah. get some fans, so, man, everything. <laughs> yeah. So so the beautiful thing about that I'm looking forward to about this seminary is it's not like just you go there, you can pay, you can enter. It's like you gotta be like a member of the local church yeah. there for two years before you can be a member of the seminary like actually go to school wow and well uh, that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm doing and then um, they're very concerned about just your godliness like they watch you very closely so I'm really really looking forward to going there a bunch of master's graduates are across there so Mm. you know me Johnny Johnny Mac (laughs) praise to you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah we gotta yeah, so, so we got it all there. And, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, man. So, I, like, in the future, you know, I won't even be that far. Evidence is going to come visit when I'm there because we're planning on visiting in January, February. He's going to make a drive and come visit. And, uh, you know, you know, God willing, it's the rapture doesn't happen by then. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maranatha, Maranatha, please come over, Jesus. My Presbyterian like, brother, yo, cringing right now, bro. <laughs> serious. <laughs> yo, straight up, I wouldn't even be mad. Yo, if, if all millennials is true, if all millennials is true, post-millennialism is true I'm just like either way just just if Jesus comes back and there ain't no rapture I don't care man just come back yeah yeah. like straight up how awesome would it be to not have to go to seven I get to sit and learn from Jesus there you go there you go go. that's what's up that's what's up yeah so that'll be dope man that's the future man that's cool that's the future for me and and we'll probably have two two more kids sometime down the road here there you're you a brave man you're a brave man <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so hey so uh where can people <laughs> where, where can where can people find your music where can they follow you on social media go ahead and, and plug yourself in right now um so i mean if, if you want to chat with me um i do have an artist page i don't really keep up like i do post on there the only like i post on there not very often uh, you can just look up Joshua Creech, so J-O-S-H-U-A, and then Creech is K-R-I-E-S-E. Uh, you can add me just as Josh Creech on Facebook if you want to chop it up, that works. Um, JoshuaCreechMusic.bandcamp.com. 
uh, or all platforms is just Joshua Creek. And that's K-R-I-E-S-E, Spotify, Apple Music, you'll come across my stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, hit me up. Let me know what you think. And, um, you know, I love to build the believer. So it's not like, you know, I'm some untouchable artist that that is just trying to do music. Like, hit me up, let's let's shop, let's pray together. Uh, let's, Let's study scripture together. You want to come at me for, for dispensationalism? Hit me up. Let's go to the Bible. I'm more than happy to do that joint. Like, I, I would love to. I hope all your Presbyterian friends that are cringing are just like, I'm going to take this boy off on that off. He's going to be an all millennial when I'm done. <laughs> Hey, or post whatever, whatever y'all, whatever y'all are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, we're gonna have to have you back on. I'm, I'm gonna hit up some of my dudes, and we're gonna have a, a fun conversation. You know what I mean? <laughs> do it, do it. Bring your elder. Bring your elder. No, <laughs> straight up. I, I go to a, I go to a church that is, uh, that is all millennial, largely all millennial. So hmm. I, uh, yeah, and I, I think truthfully, it works well for me because it is. Uh, it helps me to listen to stuff that I disagree with, peaceably, peaceably submit to my leadership. Mm, mm, <laughs> nice. And learn nice. to learn to learn to learn to suck it up because I don't need to argue with with my elders man we, we, we definitely need more people like that you know I mean, more yep. brothers and sisters are willing to do that instead of oh they dis- I disagree with their doctrine I'm out you know what I mean or you disagree oh, with our no, doctrine I- and you're out you know what I mean shouldn't be like that at all yeah well if you go to a church like again it, it would be like I don't want to downplay the fact that it'd be nice to go to a church where you don't have like relatively disagreements but at the same time that can also be a hindrance because if you're just going there to yeah. agree, you're never challenged. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Hopefully you're challenged like in the exposition of the text in Goggins because, again, like I come across texts that like I thought meant one thing and, and all of a sudden when you start to look at the scriptures, like, man, that, that is not what that text says. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, man. So, uh, yeah. No, I'd love to come back and have that conversation. Oh, we're going um, we're going to get it in. <laughs> well, well, the Lord is on my side. So no, no. <laughs> As for me, my house we shall serve the Lord. <laughs> Y'all going to be real mad when we in that millennial kingdom that thousand years. You're like, "Oh, crap, he was right." No, but it's all good, man. I was just I'm just clowning you guys. No, it's a good no, time, thanks man. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It, it was a blast. Yeah, man. So go ahead and hit us up, reformraza at gmail.com or reformraza.com. You can uh, leave us a, a message right there. Go ahead and shoot that five star like button on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment if you ever would so, por favor. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Do it. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Do it. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> go ahead and like us on give Facebook. That, give that, give that. Give that honest five-star review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> honest, honest five-star review. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, once again, uh, Josh, thank you for coming up and, and doing this little episode with us. Y'all got anything you guys want to close out with? Just go check out his music. It's, yeah. You, man, you, you're the... You're gonna love it. Go check out his music. That's all. Go check out his music. There you go. There you go. So, this is Reform Raza, and we are out of here. Until next time, may God be glorified through the edification of the saints. Peace. Arato Vatos. Later. Later.
mean, a lot of people think salvation is monolithic, you know, like it's just one-sided, that's, that's it, but it's a lot more complicated than that, it's a lot more beautiful than that. Oh, what a great salvation, saved by the King of all the nations, by grace through faith in Christ alone, according to scripture, to God's glory alone. Oh, what a great salvation, saved by the King of all the nations, when we were dead, we were made alive, now together with Christ, what a great salvation. Yeah, what a great salvation, let's just meditate on his justification It's such an amazement, he's just and he's patient He crushed and defaced his only son in my place, it's deep Cause every curse in his word that was meant for me Was covered and smothered with blood when he hung on the tree All the while I offered nothing and was running from peace All of a sudden, I was summoned and justly released Proverbs 17:50. no how could it be Unless his perfect righteousness was imputed to me And every sin that I'd ever commit was imputed to him. Let's flip to 2 Corinthians, just taste and see Some call it a legal fiction, saying it's make-believe But chapter 521 shows his grace to me Far from producing abuse or complacency It keeps me moving to truth, fruitfulness gratefully Yeah, oh what a great salvation Saved by the King of all the nations By grace through faith in Christ alone According to scripture, to God's glory alone Oh what a great salvation Saved by the King of all all the nations when we were dead we were made alive now together with christ what a great salvation yeah what a great salvation let's just meditate on our sanctification while we bask in his patience his actualization ain't passive and faceless but actually changes us and though this topic is vast enough to get lost in he's predetermined the paths that we should walk in though we've been called the conformity and not sin we still fall like autumn but we gon' blossom yeah if we're saved there'll be a change from it our former immorality man will abstain from it not talking sinless perfection but there's a day coming when every one of these former sins is displayed as Nothing, yeah, ain't no lenience in the fruit We purify our souls by our obedience to the truth, uh We're all called to be workmen that he approves Our blood-bought obedience is displayed by me in the root, yeah, uh Yo, oh, what, what a, a great, great salvation Saved by the king of all the nations By grace through faith in Christ alone According to scripture to God's glory alone, uh, Oh, what a great salvation Saved by the king of all the nations When we were dead, we were made alive Now together with Christ, what a great salvation Yeah what a great salvation Let's just meditate on our glorification We adore and we praise him for his fortification We're assured of his grace Cause his son has prepared a place for us We often emphasize troubles that we've been saved through But all too often we neglect what we've been saved to Think about it, eternity with his essence He'll bury me but infirmity's gone when I'm in his presence Yeah, no depression or dreaming like an inception I'll see him, can't wait to be with him Free from my imperfections Believing him's led to bless him Predestined in his elections What kept me through Every season, that golden chain of redemption To wipe the eyes of the saints that were drowned in tears And we'll all reign with the Lord for a thousand years That culminates and eternity follows after So don't let them try to say eschatology doesn't matter <laughs> Yo, what a great salvation Saved by the king of all the nations By grace through faith in Christ alone According to scripture to God's glory alone Oh, what a great salvation Saved by the king of all the nations When we were dead, we were made alive Now together with Christ, what a great salvation